0: Hey, sis, are you video calling me from the new HomeSense?
1: Reporting from Rockville. There are some serious deals here.
0: Where are we supposed to go together? So competitive.
1: Speaking of competitive, look at the price on this sleeper sofa.
2: That alabaster lamp for less, I want. I bet you do. Wait, go back. Show me that hand-woven rug from Turkey.
1: A total upgrade. Ooh, are you seeing this standing mirror? I see a sister who's going to buy that for me. Hello? Now open in Rockville. HomeSense. Standout pieces. Outstanding prices.
2: Switch to Metro by T-Mobile and save more. Get the new iPhone SE now with 5G at the lowest price in prepaid. Just $99.99.
3: I post a lot. And thanks to the iPhone SE with 5G and advanced 4K camera, I'm snapping and sharing while my followers are smashing the like button.
2: Switch and get the iPhone SE for just 99 dollars Only at Metro. Save more versus national prepaid brands, limited time offer, in-store only, Price for 64-gigabyte model with eligible ports, $60 plan, and ID. See 5G device coverage and access details at MetroByTMobile.com.
1: If you've been a renter, you know it's stressful to find the perfect place. But Zillow Rentals make it easy. They have filters for pretty much everything. So you can find a rental that's big enough for entertaining your friends, but small enough they won't crash all weekend. Find your sweet spot on ZillowRentals.com.
0: Hmm. Recorded
1: live. From the Radiotomy News Center, I'm Jeff Murphy. General Motors makes a big move in a quest to have self driving cars on public roadways.
0: If the race to develop self-driving cars, and General Motors is hoping to gain a lap on rivals with the purchase of San Francisco startup Cruise Automation. GM says Cruise's software will give it unique technology unmatched in the industry, and as such, the startup will operate as an independent unit within GM's autonomous vehicle development team. GM earlier this year announced it's investing $500 million into ride-hailing firm Lyft and its own car sharing service Maven and driverless technology is being looked at to tie in those businesses together, hoping to stay ahead of Uber and Google.
1: Well, he used to be known as Johnny Football, now he's Johnny Unemployed. Cleveland Browns released quarterback, Johnny Manziel.
0: Johnny Manziel has been in and out of trouble ever since the Browns drafted him in 2014. He won the Heisman Trophy in 2012 as the country's outstanding college football player, but his tenure with the Browns lasted just two seasons, 14 games, eight starts. Manziel was much better known for his notoriety and active and sometimes excessive social life and now he could face criminal charges for his second domestic violence incident in three months.
1: Well, I guess we all thought that Ben Carson was an expert in neurosurgery because he is a well-renowned neurosurgeon, but it turns out he's also an education expert, also says Donald Trump. We just welcomed Carson's endorsements for the Republican presidential nomination. He claimed that Carson's going to help him with education issues because he knows so much about them. At a news conference on Friday, Trump said he spent some time talking with Ben Carson, Dr. Carson, and wasn't we really surprised to learn how much he knows about the education system? I was most impressed with his views on education. It's a strength. It's a tremendous threat, so says. Carson's going to be involved with us particularly in elk. And, of course, looks like now You're you up to date on the Radionomy News Center. I'm Jack Mercer. From coast to coast, border to border, and around the world, you're going online with Bill Alexander. <laughs>
4: The
3: following program is intended for immature audiences only.
4: Don't think, just
1: online,
4: online, online.
1: You're going online with Bill Alexander. Online with Bill Alexander is a live caller interactive talk show. Whatever's on your mind, heavy, light, or otherwise. Give Bill a ring at seven two four. 444-7444, ID 1832. Now, sit back with a for another edition of Online with Bill Alexander. Alexander, Alexander, Alexander. Alexander.
4: In my soul, like a gambler on a street, looks like everything's going my way. I'm just a man, but the gods have been smiling at me. There's the smell of sweet perfume, now there's only one thing left to say. And
0: tell me what the hell to do now. Good Friday evening, everyone. Yours truly, William Eric Alexander, all my friends, Tommy Bill, and you're online with Bill Alexander, the Medeo Show, here for a Friday night. The phone numbers for the Hoot Nanny are 724 444 7444 1832 is the TalkCast ID number. Hope everything's going well for you on a Friday night. Were care what the what the hell were you oh, again, thank you to Neil Fox for the opening. I appreciate it. Also, a shout-out to Jared Christopher, who joined us last Friday night as we talked about politics and how screwed we are. As a country, I really think it's going to be interesting. And now Ben Carson is going to be in charge of education. Trump should have called me. I think I would be better at doing that. But uh, I know he's not happy with me right now. But anyhow, phone number 724 444 is the Talkcast cast. number. Uh, taking care of some housekeeping before we get started this evening with our guest, Glenn Heller, who is uh, waiting patiently on the line right now. But uh, a couple things coming up next week. I had it scheduled that we were doing our Friday night show on Friday night. Unfortunately, I forgot it was the opening night for my son's musical, The Wizard of Oz. I won't be here Friday night. Uh, <laughs> just to let you know, but we will be doing the show next Saturday. And guest, hopefully, the third time is a charm. We'll be talking with former WMBS radio personality Joe Simon next week, and uh, hopefully, we keep our fingers crossed. That everything works. Another thing happening tomorrow, which we're going to be airing on local TV, on Fayette TV, Channel 77, and also on their YouTube channel, and also the audio will be uh, here within the week. I'm doing the interview with the author of the new book that's coming out, The Devil Himself, which is about the murder trial of Nick Nicholas Dukes as he shot Captain Adam Nutt in the 1800s in the union town that we all know and love that's right this case was as big if you want to put it in perspective of what oj simpson turned into in the 1800s and it was all over lizzie nuts and it's going to be interesting the, uh author we're speaking to is andrew uh, portwanger he'll be talking to him tomorrow i'll be at the uh fayette county historical society conducting that interview so look forward to that uh, looking forward to it got the chance to read the book very impressed with what I've read and the local history and the names and the things that we know about. It's amazing that it all started back in the 1800s. But anyhow, enough about future programs. Let's do tonight's show. <laughs> if you'd like to call in, the phone number is 724-444-7444-1832. It's a podcast ID number. And on the phone line right now we have Glenn Heller. Glenn, how are you doing this evening?
3: I'm fine, Bill. How are you doing?
0: <laughs> I'm doing real good. What's really interesting is I've known of you for almost 20 years and never spoke to you before.
4: No, no, we
3: crossed paths but never actually interacted.
0: And it, it's funny because you were at WASP on the FM side when I was working on the AM side.
3: That's correct. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wasn't there long though. I was only uh, I only ended up there for oh, about eight months. About eight months. <laughs>
0: And, and and from the stories that I've told, that's about long enough too.
4: But
3: uh, well, when when I when I shared that I'd be on here, the first thing I said was, if if I'm not sued for defamation of character by the end of the show, <laughs> we'll both be lucky.
0: Well, let's just say I haven't been sued yet, so we're in good shape.
3: Well, that's good. That's excellent.
0: So, Glenn,
3: I would, oh, go ahead. Ahead.
0: sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. that's no, okay um So, give my audience a little background of. Who you are, where you went to school, and why you got into radio. Hmm.
3: All right. Sit back and relax. So <laughs> I'll
0: turn my mic off. You can take your show for the next twenty minutes. How's that? <laughs>
3: yeah, I thought about this when when you first emailed me a few weeks back about, uh-huh. about coming on. I, I I was I started thinking about you know where did all this come from and I was talking about the history and the, what I thought of, which was funny, was you remember when we were kids and you could, we, when we were kids, and we, you'd get those little electronic toys that you could make circuits with, and, yes. and you'd connect connected point A to B. The one I had would receive or would send an FM signal, okay, so you could tap on it, and if you set your your radio dial back when there was an actual dial to a certain frequency, you could hear that click or you could hear the tone over. and I think that right there was where I started. Thinking about radio, but when I went to school, when I went to college, my plan was to be an accountant. And I loved numbers and I loved all of that stuff, and I thought that would be great. So I went to St. Vincent and Latrobe. And uh, freshman year, I signed up for accounting, and I had an accounting class every Tuesday and Thursday at 8 o'clock in the morning. And the teacher was my advisor, and that teacher could tell you tax law, and and could explain accounting like no one I'd ever met, but he couldn't add. And he'd be (laughs) at the blackboard, and he would write two plus two is five. And about halfway through that first semester, I said, I can't do this. (laughs) I spent the second semester floating through, trying to figure out what I was going to do, and a a friend of mine who was a friend of another friend said that the uh, communication program, we, we didn't even have our own major there we had to do it at Seton Hill also but they were having a pizza party and free okay. pizza for a freshman in college is that's all it takes and I ended up uh doing the radio uh television in at St. Vincent and uh you know it took three years obviously graduated and all that stuff and um enjoyed every second of it. I, I loved being on the air I loved being behind the camera and doing things we had a television show while I was there we had a radio show while I was there which was awful I have tapes of it. It's, it's absolutely horrible to listen to.
0: And, so uh, so what years were you at St. Vincent? Uh, from
3: 1987 to 1991, graduated okay. in
0: 91, yeah. Because I was at California from 1984
4: to 1988. Okay. All right.
0: So, so we're right the, the, the same time span here. Now, my first question is, when did you start working at WPQR?
3: Well, I when I when I was looking, when I was in, I interned at WCNS in Latrobe. La okay. Uh, for John Longo, great guy,
4: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and
3: um, he had WCNS and he had WLCY out of Playersville, and so I interned at the AM station, which was in Latrobe and convenient. And then when I graduated, he hired me to work part time at WCNS and WLCY. So I would work.
4: You know, okay. evenings
3: at one of the other places but i went there was still a bit of a drive i lived in scottdale, so that was still 40 minutes 50 minutes an hour and so i decided to apply at uh, wlsw fm 104 which everyone in scottdale grew up listening to our hometown radio station
4: and
0: that's my and, first commercial job was at wlsw
3: okay and then it also i applied at wcvi not even fully realizing that there was an fm station there okay and uh at the time um they WSW didn't call me until WCVI did. And uh they, they were looking for someone to work uh, pirate games part time on the AM station. So I'd go over and you know, play commercials and hit buttons and it's like, well, it's good enough. So I was really working at all four of those stations at the same time. I had a full time job during the day and then at night I would float around. Um Mikey Lukach you know Mike or not. Um, Mike
0: and I graduated the, at around the same time and I also worked with Mikey at uh, WMBS before he went to uh, WDSY.
3: Okay so Mikey was working at WCBI doing the same thing I was doing mm-hmm. and, and he'd been there longer than me obviously but unfortunately as, as well as you know um, Mikey uh, needed a lung transplant, a right. lung transplant and uh, one particular day he got a little sick so they called me and said can you come in? And that meant I had to actually be on the radio for an hour or so before the Pirates came on. And I'm a geek, and I have books, and I know too much general pop knowledge stuff. So while I was on there, I'm just talking about the music and whatnot, and this went on for a couple of weeks. And uh, WPQR went through a series of uh, program directors, general managers, <laughs> um, generally because they weren't getting paid.
0: There was a revolt there one time from what I was told. Say it again. There was a revolving door there one time.
3: Uh, you could you could you could dry your hair by that door. It was, <laughs> it's fun. And uh, they were looking the um, Dave Shinsky, who and now worked, who's worked with the Pirates for
0: works with Pirates. I also know da- Dave well. I uh, Dave was uh, either a year or two younger me when he was in California.
3: Correct. Yes, and he went to guyable same place I went, so I knew right. him there. And uh, he was getting. I think this was right when he left to go because he, he wanted to uh, work with um, broadcasting sports and, and, right. and baseball. So the afternoon shift opened up, and they asked me if I would consider doing it. And like a fool, I quit all my other jobs and went to work in radio full time. It's a that tremendous pay it. cut. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, so, so I really I, I fell into the job literally um, doing the afternoons, which I did for uh, a few months, six months. And then the morning show person uh, left, and then his replacement left, and the Jeff Stasco, uh, who was working middays, called me at home and said, I just told them you'll do the morning show. <laughs> and I asked him why, and he said, well, you're funny, and I like what you do. And I said, but I didn't want to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning and do the morning show. So I did the morning show for the next two and a half years at WPQR.
0: What's interesting about that? In I graduated from Cal in '88, and mm-hmm. uh, my one of my first reject calls came from WPQR. Oh, really? It was Beth Bershock, who was program director at the time. Okay. Talked to Beth on the phone. I said, "So, Beth, what did you think of the air check?" She goes, "It was great. It was wonderful. I loved it." I said, "So, are you going to interview?" She goes, "Unfortunately, you're too upbeat for the station."
4: <laughs> I said,
0: "Huh?" Isn't that? No, no, no. You don't realize the music. We, you're just too. You just have too much energy.
3: Yeah, that would make sense.
0: First <laughs> time anybody has ever told me I had too much energy. <laughs> Two weeks later, I got a call from WLSW, uh-huh. and as I told the story to, uh, I've had told it a couple times. I got that job totally by accident because they didn't realize that my phone number wasn't a Connellsville phone number. Uh Joe Bly, the program director was going through their overnight guy quit and he's panicked because the guy quit which the funny is I went to college with the guy that quit (laughs) he quit and he's going through resumes and he sees mine and my phone number is a 625 number called me he says, hey this is uh, so and so from WLSW we have a job open would you like to come in and interview and then learn the board I'm thinking great I lived in Mars, Pennsylvania at the time.
4: <laughs> I drive
0: all the way in the PA, PA Turnpike. I I go on top of Radio Mountain, as we referred to it, get there, pull it. He goes, so any problem finding the station? I said, no, but I had to drive in. He goes, what do you mean? Didn't you come from Connellsville? I said, no, I came from Mars. He goes, wait, Connellsville's exchange is 626 and 628. I just assumed it was 625. <laughs> you don't want the job, do you? I said, yes, I do, and I, it was my first job in radio. Yeah. And then I went to MBS right after that. and um, But again, a lot of our stories, when you talk to guys that worked in this market, in this area, they all sound alike because usually it happened by accident
4: mm-hmm.
0: because just things worked out that way. Now, how did you get from WPQR, who was operating on a shoestring budget, to Jim Hume's, and a brand new FM station that went on in Uniontown for the first time.
3: Well, we had a little bit of success at WPQR for a brief for a brief shining moment of time, um, when when um, Marlene left Heschler. I'm going to mess up her last name, but when, when <laughs> she left, and um, uh, we had a general manager come in by the name of Dave Zinkhan, and Dave was younger, and Dave uh, understood that. You know, we weren't being paid a lot, so we goofed off a lot. Right. And and what had happened was, Jeff was doing middays. I would stay on the air an extra half hour with him, and then it started. He would come in a half hour early with me, and then it got to be we were just doing the whole show, and then they would they hired someone to do middays. So we were kind of we it is it, as close to w, uh, WKRP as you can imagine <laughs> a, a real radio station being in that. We knew this wasn't going to last forever, but we were going to have fun, and we didn't care if anyone else liked it or not. We were entertaining ourselves, and uh, we had fun with that. But if anyone knows the history of WPQR, shoestring budget doesn't even cover the fact that you know checks would bounce. And if, if something happened with the transmitter, you had to hope that they paid the guy the last time he came out so you could get it fixed. Right. Um, there were times when, when I would have to go out, and I'm. You were talking about the OJ trial. The day he was um, running in the Bronco. Yes. My father and I were out of the transmitter trying to get the air conditioner to work, so <laughs> that the transmitter would not overheat, so that the station could stay on the air. And we listened to that radio broadcast of, of him driving back from Uniontown, back to where I lived with my parents at the time in Scottsdale. Uh uh-huh. So, oh, so and-
0: you were you were at the sta- you were at the. Uh- when PQR was in Uniontown, then?
3: No, I no. When it was in Collins, but I never worked at the Uniontown station.
0: Because the, the Uniontown, which I was in once, was a dump.
3: Oh, I, I was there one time. They were, after Dave had left, they hired another guy to come in, and he came out of Texas. Mm-hmm. And in their infinite wisdom, they decided that rather than put him up in a hotel room while he was transferring, they were going to have him live in that building. Oh, Lord. So we went to the building, and that's the only reason I know where it was, and that's the only time I was ever in it, and uh, he quit um, a week later. <laughs> I was I too. <laughs>
0: um, for people who are familiar with Uniontown, it's basically right across the street from the St. Vincent de Paul store. <laughs> it's it
3: a yeah, yeah, parking lot now, exactly, yes. which the WPQRWCVI building will soon be if uh, everybody so. has their way, too.
0: Which which is a shame. I mean, honestly, that, that, that building coming down and what happened to that place, because we refer to as WMBS as being a heritage radio station because it signed on in 1937. Right. Well, WCVI signed on, what,
3: 1941? Something like that, yeah, Something early
0: like, 40s. And it was just a shame that the, that, that the station, which had – people that worked there from like um, Jack McMullen worked there. Right. Uh, I mean, voices that were, were known not only in Fayette County, but throughout the country because of the way radio was done back then, that the station just became a footnote in key market communications bio. Right. Because they ended up buying the places and shut them down.
3: And yeah, that's, that's, that was their MO. And that's, to, to continue that story about you know how i get to get to watch it it ends with me deciding as, as checks were bouncing there and this kind of what you were just saying everybody started to quit right and there was only a couple of us left from the good times as i call them uh kevin harrison was still there i was still there um i think jack was still there at that time and uh so i had figured by this point i was uh, engaged and I had decided I needed to either have something a little more stable or I had to get completely out of radio. So I said, well, I'll try this new FM station. It's country music, not my particular style, but it's close and I'll try it and we'll see what happens. And I didn't want to go to Pittsburgh. I didn't want to, this wasn't what I wanted to do right then. Right. And so I put an application in and did my sound check and turned it in and they hired me and they hired me for the morning show. Uh, What I quickly found out, though, was that this was not a freewheeling, you can do whatever you want, radio station like I was used to working at.
4: No, not
0: at all.
3: No, and it was very programmed, and it was very, you have to do this, and you have to do this at that time, and you have to do that at this time, and um, I quickly got burned out at it. And and we'll joke about um, working for for Jim and how, (laughs) how tough he could be working there. And I heard and saw things that I should never have seen in a professional setting ever. Um, but it's not entirely his fault that I was burned out on it. <laughs>
4: right. Now <laughs> you, you know? were you
0: were um, were you the first morning host for the station?
3: No, I, I, there there had there had to be someone before me. <laughs> okay. Now, what, <laughs> but I don't remember being trained by anybody. So. What
0: <laughs> building were you in? Were you in the uh, bank building? or uh, you were you where the T C B T C B Y TCBY was?
3: Yes, right there. Yeah, okay. right there, right next to uh, the old Katie's, uh, Katie's ice cream.
0: Yeah, that, that, okay. Because when I now my history with Jim goes back further because I interned there when I was in college. Oh sure, yeah. And that was the first. That was the first place I interned, and actually that was my first commercial job because I produced high school or college football for them mm-hmm. when they were the flagship station for um, the California Vulcans which let's just say that was entertaining in itself. But (laughs) going further, in 90, what was it, 95, my wife, who was Jim's um, administrative assistant, left the station two years before, Mm
4: -hmm. and we
0: started dating in 95. And I told her, I said, hey, I was doing um, talk for for WMBS. I filled in for Ray Heiss. I did all this. I really want to do talk radio. She goes, give Jim a call. Explain to him what he wants to do and give him a shot. So I did. Went in, met with him, sat down. Hey, Jim, I want to do a show. This is what I want, want to do. I want to basically, which is what this show is based off of, is just be able to sit and talk, conversation, nothing heavy, and just enjoy myself and do it for a couple days a week because I was also looking at going back to school at the time because I was looking at getting out of radio, and I was going into education, which is right. where I'm at now. So Jim sat down with me, and he said, I'll let you do one show. You're filling in for Kim Smith, which you probably worked with Kim on yeah, a,
4: a handful. Yeah, I worked Yeah,
0: that was interesting, too. <laughs> Jim hired me after that shift. Here, this is what you're going to do. You're going to fill in for Kim such and such a days and I'll give you a show Saturday and Sunday. Great. Love every minute of it. I got burned out because of the stipulations that they made. They were having problems getting advertising. They were more focused on the FM. The AM didn't mean anything to them. I left for a short period of time. They kept calling me. His wife, Beth, kept Mm -hmm. calling me going, we want you to come back. We want you to come back. We have sponsors for you. We're going to do this. Fantastic. Came back. Was there for another year until they brought in a program director by the name of Dean Connors. Did you get to work with Dean?
3: Dean came in. I think Dean was after me.
0: Okay. Because so you were there in between my beginning and end then.
3: Yeah, I, I okay. was there from uh, about February of '95. Okay. And then till around September October.
0: Okay, because I came in in August. Okay, so I came in right when you were leaving. I came in mm-hmm. in, in August of '95. Because then I was there until 97. But Dean had no idea what he was doing. No, no,
4: not a bit. God <laughs> not love him. at no. all.
0: No. I mean, I know Dean. I, I've seen him on occasion recently. We have a, a great working – we, we we talk is basically what it is. Mm-hmm. But he wanted to program talk radio. And I looked at him. I said, Dean, you can't. You don't understand the way it works. You don't understand the history of the station. You don't understand the area. They brought you in from, what, Tennessee, I guess it was?
3: Something like that, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: He got in. He's going off on me because I didn't do something right. I looked at him, and I said, here's my station key. And this was almost a year. This was a year after. I said, here's my key. You can tell Jim to send me my check. Well, Jim was ready to fire him on the spot. Right. And I called Jim, and I said, no. I said, it's time for me to leave. I said, this isn't working out. This isn't where you're going. Well, two years later in 99, I start working for – I'm working at MBS. I go back there after I leave WASP. I go back to MBS.
4: Mm -hmm.
0: My program at MBS – or my GM at MBS, who wasn't the GM yet, was worried that I was going to get the GM job. (laughs) He sent my air check tape to uh, WJPA in Washington and said, hey, we got a guy that would love working for you. I never even (laughs) interviewed. They called me and said, can you start?
4: I'm going. Wait a minute.
0: <laughs> Lucky, I know the guys at JPA because I went to school with two of them. So I'm right. working at JPA. Come back. I'm not happy. I said I really want to go back to WASP again. Go in. You're in for punishment, son. Well, yeah, I am. But <laughs> I live in Brownsville. The stations across the river wow. made life so much easier. That's true. So I go back in. Talk to Jim. I said, Jim, this is what I want to do. I want to do a swing format that basically anything happens in the area, we can go and cover it. It's a, a local radio format. Oh, it's a wonderful idea. We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. Never called me. I called uh-huh. him back again. I said, Jim, I will rent the station airtime. Let me uh-huh. do what I want. Oh, that's a wonderful idea. We can focus on the FM. You can rent the AM. I said, great. Within three months of us putting this deal together – Key Market Communication came in and offered him $1.3 million for both stations. Yeah, and that was it. That was it. I went back to WMBS. I became their program director and said, here, take the format and run with it. And they did, and they actually did pretty well the first couple of years. But it's interesting because you would assume guys, like especially Jim, he had a radio background, but most of the people we work with didn't. And it was a hobby for them, or it was something they thought they could do, or somebody in the family gave them a job.
3: And there was also, as you know, a lot of tension in those buildings. Yes. <laughs> and that made it hard for even when you wanted to do something to to actually follow through on it. Mm-hmm. Um, because at some point I'm, – I'm mincing my words. I can't believe I'm doing this. Um, <laughs> at some point – you were going to be in the middle of a two-hour meeting to find out why something wasn't done. <laughs> and the correct answer was never because we we're in a two-hour another two-hour meeting.
0: Yeah. I remember those two hours. Yeah. I remember those two-hour meetings. Yeah. And the funny thing is when I teach students about this, I go back to those two-hour meetings and say, this is what you don't do. Right. Because you would bring everybody into it, into his office, depending on which building he was in, and you right. would sit there and talk about nothing. Yes. And he would come out with these grandiose ideas. We could do this. We could do this, and then someone would go, "Okay, let's do it." Then, well, we really don't have the finances to do what we want to do. So you're going to have to find a way to do it without any money. Right. And I go. Which
3: I had a lot of experience doing at WPQR. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> we patched things and we made things happen with no money.
0: Chewing gum and spit.
3: Yes. Absolutely. Uh, we, we had to figure out that when we were there how to get a phone call on the air. I mean, mm-hmm. We started out literally holding a microphone up to the phone because <laughs> that was the only way to get someone on the air to do that. And then we just gradually you know, figured our way around the wiring and made it work.
4: It, 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 it just,
0: it's just interesting to see where we were and where you were, where I was, where a lot of guys that we worked with or competed against. Were because we were all pretty much in the same boat. Oh yeah, and and, and we and,
3: we we made fun of every other station. I don't know how, why anybody else would ever have hired me. Uh, we <laughs> we no we did we made fun of the WLSW and WMBS and what we made fun of all of
0: them. Well, WLSW yeah. made fun of WPQR. Sure. Um, and yes, we weren't allowed to say anything on the air about you guys, but we were behind closed doors. I of mean, course. We 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 did it. But the thing is. I wish radio was that way now.
3: And 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 I'll, I'm going to go all the way back to the beginning of this conversation. I'm a radio geek.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, if
3: I have uh, no problem, like even if if I'm at someone's house and, and the the cable goes out during a Steeler game, turn the radio on. I can right. follow it. You know, I've grew we we grew up listening to the radio. You know, and I always tell my kids I sound so old, but I remember having four television. Channels. Well,
4: know, I oh, remember yeah.
3: not having cable, and so you listen to the radio, and you listen right. to, to records, and, and and laying in bed late at night, tuning my FM rate or my AM radio, seeing how far away I could pick up a station from. Exactly. That, that kind of geeky thing now is, you know, I get online and listen to any station from anywhere, and it, it's so completely different.
0: Which, which part of my problem is, is that I worked in it what how how many years were you actually in radio
3: it, it from, from graduation in 91 to uh 95 really only 4 years of actual working okay. in radio
0: because i did it as my main source of income for about 10 and i was going back to school and then i was working part time when i started teaching Right. So I mean, if you want to add everything up, it's about twenty years. But the bad thing is, I can't get it out of my system. No,
3: no it, and, th- 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 those were good times. You you always want to go back to them.
0: And I had a gentleman, oh, a handful of years ago, approach me and goes, "I'm I'm do- I'm doing TV now. I'm doing local cable, which which you know, mm-hmm. and we were producing a show. I'm in the back. I'm working with two guys, and I'm directing. And this guy comes to me. He's a chef. He goes, I know who you are. I said, you do? Well, I don't. My mother does. (laughs) He said, oh. And we started talking. He said, I'd really like to do something on radio or on TV. So we met and did everything else. Well, it turned into the cooking show that I did for two years on WMBS. And I went back again. And I'll be honest with you. I loved every minute of it.
4: Sure. It's fun.
0: The only problem was... I now have three kids yeah. who have three different schedules. Right. As I mentioned at the beginning of your show, my oldest is in the Wizard of Oz next Friday, and I have to reschedule a program. Thank goodness it's the internet. Right. And each – so it was getting more and more difficult to be able to do it. Yeah. That's why doing this still keeps my feet wet, but yet I can set my own schedule.
3: And, and that's why when I when I say I was burned out and I and I was done with it, I it was it was that and needing to have a schedule. Right. Not being on call twenty four hours a day, seven days mm-hmm. a week. Um, you know, you woke up in the middle of the night to go fill in a shift because someone quit or someone was right. sick and, and and knowing that, you know, being engaged and thinking about a family down the line, you needed some more stability than that. Um and the first job I got out of radio, uh, I'm still friends with the the, the guy who hired me. And he always tells me, he says, when he got my, my uh, resume and I filled out the application and he saw what I was being paid, he said he felt bad for me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I only applied there because we had done a remote
4: uh-huh. and
3: broadcast from there. And he said, you've got, you can talk, you'd be a good salesman. And I right. swore I would never do sales. I told John Longo back at WCNS, he said, there's only two ways to make money in radio, right. sales and engineering. Right. I don't have the mind to do engineering, and I hate salesmen. I said I'll never do it. So I went to work at this place where I ended up being a manager and doing sales and everything, and I've been doing sales ever since. So never say never. But I'm with you in that. That's why we Jeff and I did an online show for a couple years a few years back. You know, as the technology has made it easier to do it from my own house. Well, sure, I'll happily jump on and and. And talk for an hour or so. It's, it's right. that's what we do. That's what's in our blood. It's just that now it's this internet radio and not terrestrial radio.
0: Right. And whenever, which which I, I was interesting when I when I signed in tonight to the program, you had an account. Right. With the service I use, which is based out of Pittsburgh, which I know the guy that founded it because I was the first quote unquote real radio person to adopt the technology in the Pittsburgh area. <laughs> Which was really nice when they would take t- send me to take me to seminars and I would talk and say, hey, this is the way the way of the future and everything else. This yeah. was in two thousand and six when no one was listening to the internet. Right. And it's interesting to see how it's common. and in a lot of ways, I think that the peak of of um Internet radio, especially with the new um, licensing fees and everything else when it comes to music, has changed. I think the peak was like two years ago, and now you're seeing a downhill slide. Now, it will reinvent itself again, of course, Right. but getting an audience to be able to make the move, the one thing that frustrates me is that I can find a young audience. That's perfectly fine, but a young audience is not going to listen to what I talk about. The audience is going to listen to me is people my age and older. The older population has not picked up on this yet.
3: No, no, no. They, they, they don't. The uh, it's it, they're they're still listening to the radio. Right. They're radio. Right? They still have a radio they listen to. And the other thing isn't it's cliched, but video killed the radio star again yes. because with. Yes the 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 broadband and with the cable and, mm-hmm. and and you can you can broadcast your own video program show from your phone right you can telescope you can you can go you know, stream directly to youtube who needs radio i have pictures i can see things
0: <laughs> oh and, and and that's that's it now the the best part of this is is when i did this i actually had my own studio that I was still doing voiceover work um, part time,
4: mm-hmm.
0: and this, like I said, was ten years ago. And I was doing voiceover work in that. And I figured, you know what? I can add a computer and another computer into this, and I can actually start streaming it, which was fantastic. However, the technology was new, right. the site wasn't 100% reliable. You would get frustrated, then back and forth. Right now, I don't have the studio anymore. But now the the uh, the, the room that was my office is now the uh, the den, and I have all my equipment now sitting on my dining room table. I wire it up before I go in, and the sound quality is better than what it was when I started with a full-fledged studio.
4: Sure, the so
0: technology
3: is advanced.
0: It, it, it is again, is just one of those things where where we're seeing the advancement of it. It's just a lot of the population hasn't caught up with it yet,
3: and and they don't want to do what we, what you and I would do, or what you do do, and what I did do, mm-hmm. which is get on and talk for an hour and it can right. be on anything and 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 that that's I mean we we have this this internet that you can find all the information in, in the in the universe and it and we, we can we can compartmentalize that into little bits like you're doing. You know, where we just like last week you talked politics. Yeah and I'm glad we're not talking to them this week. And <laughs> I was gonna bring
0: that up at the end, but I was no, That's fine. Back.
3: I'll feel fill for it. trust me, I I'll, I'll give you my opinion on anything. But to, to do that, like I said, and it goes back to what I was doing in '93 and '94 at WPQR. It's to entertain us, right? When 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 I get together with Jeff, because I still see Jeff fairly really regularly, we talk about the old times
4: because mm-hmm. that
3: was fun, you know. But that was that was before everything, before you know, mortgages and 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 everything on top of it. And and my life is fantastic, but that was fun. So you t- you, you want to try to have that again i think is 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 what like you do and i would do and and that's why we enjoyed radio and i also because i have a face for radio i will mm-hmm. never be a youtube star i can tell you that right now
0: well i was i <laughs> when i made the transition to tv because that's what i teach monday through friday mm-hmm. i teach broadcast communication we focus on tv internet broadcasting and when i went to tv i did it I don't want to say kicking and screaming, but I was reluctant. Yeah. But I realized if I didn't do it, I wouldn't be working. And then when the local cable station came to me and said, Hey, we know you're teaching this. Would your students like to be a part of it? I'm going, of course they would. We were doing stuff with California university on their TV station. And mm-hmm. it would be easier if we would bring it to Uniontown Cause I don't have to go as far to the transfer tapes and stuff like that. Sure. And they said, would you like to do a program? And I'm going, no, I don't. I mean, I have a face for radio, I have a body for radio, and I don't like seeing myself. Right. Well, they convinced me that I could do what I do and do it my way, produce it and everything else, and they would air it. And I'm going, okay, I'll do it on that note.
1: Right. And that's
0: why I'm interviewing someone else again tomorrow for the for a history the history series that we're doing for the historical society because I enjoy doing it. They're giving me the leeway to do what I need to do like I did do in radio years ago, except now you get to see this ugly face for an hour of the program and go from there.
3: And, and that's... I, when I went to St. Vincent, it was for television and radio. Yeah. And there's... Uh, you know I, I'll put, I put them up on Facebook when I find them, but there's a handful of times where you'll see me on camera. I was behind the camera or I was directing something or I was you know, editing it. I, I don't don't I don't need to be out there. Whether I can do it or not, I don't need to be out there. That's for other people to do. Right. And and, and it given in that kind of autonomy that you've been given, that would be the only way I could do it. Yeah. That'd be but with that it would become a full time job. I couldn't just you know what I mean? I couldn't just do it. And, and and again with you know, I've got two kids. I have a daughter that's graduating from high school this year. Uh, I have a 14-year-old son. Obviously, my, I have my wife and, and, and a full-time job, and, and every time I sit down and go, well, I could do this, I just don't know when. Well, <laughs>
4: where, where see, I, that said,
0: I said the same thing, too, but my wife knows that if I'm not doing it, I have no sanity. Ah. The What's different, and, and again, you, you work sales and everything else, I work with kids from the age of 14 to 18, day in and day out. Gotcha. And when you work with that mindset, you've got to start talking to adults.
3: Oh,
0: (laughs) I... I, 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 Because if not, you're going to go nuts. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I still do this is because it's my sanity one night night a week.
3: And and I tell my wife all the time that, uh, again, I'll keep jumping back and forth, but... When when we were working at WPQR and we were doing the morning show, that was 94 going into
0: 95.
3: Windows 95 comes out, the Internet 96, you know, personal computers, you know, making it easier. If that had been two years earlier, we would have been trying to do streaming. We would have been trying to do all that stuff then. We were Right. right before you could do that. So I tell my wife now, the Internet now is designed to keep me sane because I can put my stupid thoughts on Facebook. I can what? I can what? I can post a video to YouTube. I can do shows like this and just get it all out of my system because I would go insane whether I work with adults or kids or whatever because there's that little creative bug mm-hmm. in the back of my head that never quite sleeps. And it wants to do things and and I have to explain that you know well but today we have to work. <laughs> today we have <laughs> today we have to do the thing that gets the money to pay for the other things. Right. So so things like this and things like just being able to post a stupid picture on Facebook or, or make a crack whenever something happens, gets that out of my system. It, it it allows me to still be creative without um, taking time away from, from important things. From life, you mean? Right. The wife, the yeah. kids, the job, you know, the, the, the cutting the grass, you know, all those things that come with being, you know, uh, alive and being an adult. And, but I still enjoy those creative moments, and, and after being married, it will be 20 years in October. My wife has heard all of my jokes, but <laughs> but there's an entire universe on the Internet that has not. That
4: has
0: heard, Well, my wife and I will be married 20 years next January, Okay. and my 15-year-old – see, I did something because I knew radio – I was not going to be in my future for a long time because mm-hmm. I was going to be in it and then be out of it. I recorded almost every show I did. Yeah. And I still have them. My kids are now finding them on the internet because oh, yeah. I shared some of them on there and they and they know this. And it's just so funny because they'll come back to me and going, But Dad, were you allowed to say that? And I'm going, Yes, I did. This is <laughs> and going through the whole thing. There was um there was a program that we did and I was working for Jim at the time um mm-hmm. uh, when my wife and I um got married. And I went to Jim the two weeks before the wedding, and I said, I need to do a show on such-and-such date. He goes, but you can't. That's your wedding. I said, no, Jim. I said, you don't understand. I need to come in, do two hours, let Johnny Hill come in. and He was the guy that always replaced me when I wasn't there. Let him take the last hour and let me heat my sanity for the day because if not, <laughs> I'm going to be a nervous wreck. Right, yeah. Jim goes, Go ahead. I said, On well, one condition, if my dad can come in and be my guest on the program. Jim said, sure. Well, the reason my dad was in, it was my dad's fault that I ever got interested in radio because my dad started out at the Pittsburgh School of Broadcasting when there actually was one.
4: Oh, wow. Okay. I
0: found his air check tape, one of his last ones he did, and when he told it, it was told me it was him, I'm going, wow, this is cool. I can do this, too. <laughs> So we did two hours. It's the first and the only time I ever worked with my dad on the air. And my kids just recently found it, and my, my middle son goes, but, Dad, who are the people out to get you? I said, what do you mean? He goes, you said there were people. Out. I said, no, 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 no. Let me explain to you what I meant by that because it was an inside joke. Uh-huh. And, again, they're finding this stuff because I knew that when they got old enough to understand it, I wouldn't be doing it. Right, so it's kind of fun because I get to relive some of this stuff now with them, and um by doing this program, I get to share it with a new audience all over again too so well,
3: well honestly, if my kids found anything that I had, it would be probably on an audio tape, and
0: uh-huh. there would be
3: nothing in the house that they could play it on. They would have no idea what it was or how to how to, how to even listen to it
0: i just uh, bought a I just bought a boombox at an auction a few weeks
3: ago <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I, I've looked, uh, you know, you can, you can get a digital tr- uh, transfer um, right. on Amazon for 30 bucks, and, and I could make these put these tapes on. Because I have some CDs because what Jeff would do um, when we were doing the show together for that year or so there is originally what he would do is he would set a VCR at home.
0: That's and, what I did.
3: Right, and put his audio in and, yeah. and record for whatever, for the three hours that he was on. And then eventually we had a tape deck in the, the studio. So he could just hit pause, and he could hit you know record, and he would record. So he has boxes of tapes, and when he's not working or he's doing something else, he would put CDs together for me. So I have right. you know, 15, 20 CDs. Of course, we were playing music too, so you have, you know, it covers three days right. on a CD because for all we talked on the radio. And I've forced the kids to listen to some of those <laughs> as we were driving down the road because I wanted to listen to them. I like, oh, wait, i didn't got a new disc and throw it in.
0: Well, the one thing I think is interesting is that someone else thought the way I did because a VCR, you could time. Mm-hmm. You could set a timer. You knew when it yep. went on the air. You were able to set it up, set the timer on. You had the stereo running. You had it plugged in. Yep. Plus, if you put it on extended long play, you got six hours out of the tape. Correct, yes. That and it was so nice to be able to do that.
3: And and he would do that, and he would record shows like uh, Beavis and Butthead and and any comedy that was on Comedy Central or whatever. And right. we were playing clips, and we were playing sound bites.
0: Well, that was new back then.
3: Sure, because no one – you didn't have the technology to do it, but he would put it on a, a, a VCR, a VHS tape, that's, swap it over to another tape, then come into the studio, and we put it on a cart. Well, yeah, of course, no one uses carts anymore. No one even knows what we're talking about if you did work on radio. It's an yeah, 8-track with, a, with there, an automatic stop on it. There's
0: stations that still use them. I'm associated with one of them. But anyway. Yeah. Okay,
3: well, yeah, again, you know, what, what did you say? It's a legacy. It's, it's a
0: legacy. You're right.
3: Yeah. But uh, so so we were doing things, you know, like I said, right at the cusp. of. I, one of the stories I tell the kids is when um, uh, uh, Wayne's World came out, um, there was a line in the movie. They go to the, the donut house or whatever it was, and um, Al Bundy is the, the guy who, who's the manager there. And uh, Mike Meyer says, This is the manager, Glenn. He's here 24 hours a day. I had taken Michelle, my wife, at the, we were dating at the time, to the drive in, Brownsville drive in, to see Wayne's World. Okay. And rather than run my car battery down, I had bought a boombox. And I said, Well, while I'm doing that, I could record the whole soundtrack. Right. And I did. So we were playing sound bites off of Wayne's World two days after it was at the drive-in
4: uh-huh. because
3: why not? <laughs> right. It made it more entertaining. It was fun for us. Uh, so
4: it, uh,
3: again, the technology wasn't what we made the technology work for us. Now the technology's there, but like you said, it's only entertaining us right now. <laughs>
0: Now the the thing is and that and for weeks, like you said, the studio and everything else, I still do this old school compared to what other people do when they do it. I have a shore microphone that I took from one of the radio stations I worked from years ago. <laughs> Uh, There's been quite a few, and honestly, I don't remember which one it is. I have a feeling I know which one it is, but the good thing is they're no longer in business.
3: I was just going to say, it's probably one that's not around anymore. I wouldn't worry about it.
0: Um, But I have it, and I'm using an audio mixer. I have another mixer that converts it into a a digital feed, and I have Mm -hmm. two laptops sitting in front of me. Prior to this, I used an old um, telecom unit and actually did it through my phone line
2: Okay. and now
0: it up like we were doing a radio remote. Yeah. So again, it's it's I don't know if it's the nostalgia or what, but it still intrigues me to be able to do this. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to go back and and not just say that you're old because you and I are about the same age, but bring the guys that worked in radio in this area because there's not many of us left.
3: No, and know about them working his, in radio
0: <laughs> right, right, and talk to them about their stories, because these are going to go away eventually, and unfortunately, we are too. yeah, and it's a part of the history here. I mean, I grew up in Butler County, I grew up in Mars, Pennsylvania,
4: mm-hmm. and
0: the stations we listened to were Pittsburgh. We were right out across the Allegheny County line. Only stations I knew were in Pittsburgh. I didn't know there were radio stations in Butler, PA. I never <laughs> even knew there was a city of Butler. Right.
4: Well, on radio
0: stations, I come to Fayette County, and there's a station every ten miles.
4: Right. Yeah. I, I mean, agree.
0: you had PQR, you had CBI, you had NBS, you had ASP, then you had you had LSW, mm-hmm. and then you start going outside to Waynesburg. Had um, WANB, Washington had four or five stations there. I mean, there were a lot of stations that guys like us were able to find jobs.
3: And and they served the neighborhood. They served the community. And that's right. the part that's always bugged me about groups like the 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 Froggy people. Yes. It's 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 just a it's an end to a means. They're, they 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 want to have make the money off of it. They don't care about the community. They might say they do. They might actually they care. Don't. But in 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 my opinion, it's it's when we worked at WCBI, we were covering local football and local baseball, and and yeah, it, it got annoying to talk about the the Phil Foley race every time it came around, you know, and, right. and have to nine hundred sponsors for it. But looking back at it, that's what it was for.
4: Mm-hmm. It was
3: it was for the community, is what it was for, and now it's just to pump out music and advertising, it's to make money which I for somebody else.
0: Whenever, um, whenever WASPAM finally went off the air,
4: mm-hmm.
0: it was such a sad day for the community I live in and the surrounding areas because you lost your identity. Yeah. The bad part was no one noticed.
3: No, oh, well, <laughs> so yeah. the listenership was not there. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> but,
0: but the bad thing is they were off the air for a year, and someone goes to me going. So the station you used to work for years ago, so why isn't it on anymore? I said, because of that mentality right there. I go, you yeah. didn't even know it's been gone for a year.
4: Yeah.
0: And I wish there would have been an opportunity, because I know in other parts of the country they do this, that the organization that turned it off would have given someone else the opportunity to buy it, right. rent it, uses an educational tool, whatever. But no, in their mind was if someone took it over, it became competition and right. they couldn't afford the competition. Same thing happened at CBI. Right. When, they bought the, when they bought WPQR, they were buying a license. They weren't buying anything else. Right. WMBS went in there to buy it, to turn it back into a Uniontown radio station that right. was dealing with Uniontown. And what ended up happening? Froggy or Key Market knew how big, how deep their pockets were. They knew how deep MBS's pockets were, and they just outbid them for it. Yeah, doesn't surprise me. And and I was there when it happened for WMBS because the the owner of the station came to me and said, Bill, what would you do to program it? I said, honestly, you'll love this one. I said, I'd put talk radio on it. Oh, Oh, that would never sell. I said, betcha. Oh, would they're doing it in Philadelphia. This was in this was 2000, 2001.
4: Yeah.
0: He goes, they won't sell. And I'm thinking to myself now going, yep, bet you're kicking yourself now that we didn't make the jump and try it.
3: Yeah, FM talk, it would have worked quite well. It, it would have
0: worked really well there. And actually all you had to do was you could have simulcast the AM for the longest time and then sure. just did random programming in between. But sure. now everybody's getting FM translators. So they can give them an FM sign. Right. So I don't
2: know.
0: I don't know if we're coming full circle. I don't know if getting rid of the FM or what happened locally was a good thing for them to get their own transmitter to brand with, or uh translator to brand with. I don't know. But I just know that what has happened to radio now, just in this market, was the, one of the biggest sins that we ever let happen because it's gone and it sure. will never come back again.
3: No. No, it's it's uh, it's it's not, and 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 we've 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 covered this that you know whether it's a dying um, industry or a dying way of of media, there there's still people out there that that rely on it. There's still people mm-hmm. out there that use it, and there's still people out there that like it. Right. And I I suppose part of the problem for me is again, I enjoy it. I enjoy listening to the radio. I enjoy enjoy being on the radio, and to see it not be like it was when I was growing up and I, and I become the old man get off my lawn you know, <laughs> yes, why, why, know. why isn't it like I like it to be right uh, but uh, WCVI when it when it had gone it had gone off the air at some point for lack of fun and I was long gone I, I was at my parents house and this was after I was married so 97 I don't know, remember know exactly when when Keystone bought them but my parents' phone rang, and someone asked for me, and I hadn't lived at home for a couple of years. And so I took the call, and it was someone who was trying to get WCBI up and running again. And they found my phone number at the transmitter.
4: Uh-huh.
3: And they found a list of phone numbers, and my, that was the only one that still worked. And they wanted to know what I knew about the transmitter. <laughs> <laughs> but I know that if you see a snake skin, you've got a snake. And that if they haven't replaced the guide wires on the tower, I wouldn't stand near it. Right. <laughs> That's the only two things I know about it. And I think they got it back on air for a couple months, and then yeah. it, it fell apart again after that. But it's it's a shame, and I miss it. Like I said, I would enjoy – I would work on radio full time if it paid enough for me to – again, if I had the money to, from that thing to pay for the other things. Then it would be a, a wonderful job, and I would enjoy it. Listen, I've made three careers since college, based on one skill. Yeah. That I that I learned in college, that I learned yeah. in high school. I can talk. Yeah. And I can, and that's it. That's all I got. I'm I'm not the smartest guy. I'm not the best looking guy. I'm not. The, I, I, but I can I can talk, and sometimes people listen, and so I made I've made careers out of that. At the current one, seventeen years now, I've been at, and it's just. I would do that for a living in a heartbeat, but I also live in the reality of, you know, it's not going to be what it was 25 years ago.
0: No, and, years and, ago. and it's not, and that's the bad part, and my frustrating point is, is when I have students come to me and say, would you do this? I said, yes, when I did it, today I'd have to be looking long and hard about going into this field, however – the skills you learn will never be taken away and you can translate them into so many different careers that exactly. it, would, it would still benefit you to at least attempt to do it. Not to say that you're going to do it, but right. it gives you that. And one of my students, when I started teaching, asked me, why are you doing this? Why are you teaching? Why are you not working in radio TV still? And I said, honestly, I said, it's not much different. I said, the only difference is, now I do seven forty-five minute shows. Right. I have a new audience that rotates in and out,
4: right.
0: and I get a five-minute break, which would have been the newscast every hour. I said, so honestly, I am doing the same thing. The only thing is, I'm doing it to a younger audience.
3: I got to say, I had a little bit of a nostalgia there because when when your show starts and they do that little bit of news at the top of the hour. Yeah, and and I, I kind of smiled. I went, yeah, it's they don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't hear news. And I'm going to jump all over the place on you. But last year, my son had to do a report on 9-11. And and he had interviewed people, so he interviewed me. And I said, you know, because my wife was pregnant with him when that happened. I said, what was funny was every day when I go into work, I turn the radio on. I'm the only person in the office that has a radio in his office. I can't stand to sit in silence.
4: Mm -hmm. That
3: particular morning, I did not turn the radio on. I just had, for some reason, didn't flip it on. And our secretary said, her sister called and said a plane hit uh, one of the buildings. And I said, well, a plane flew into the Empire State Building once. I'm sure it was an accident. And then she said, no, they're saying it was done on purpose. And I went in and I turned on my radio. It was set to 3WS, 94.5, and ABC News was on. And the old radio geek said, that's not right. Right, they don't carry news on 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 ninety four point five, and I went back out and said, "There's something big going on." That yeah. was my first clue that it was that it was serious because FM radio was carrying the news.
0: Right. Well, on my son was four months old mm-hmm. on the day nine eleven happened, and the same thing in my classroom. I always had one of the news stations running in the background and there was no sound on because I was teaching everything else. I didn't have it on that morning because they were actually right. shooting one of their first pieces uh-huh. for the class. And I didn't know anything happened until a young lady caught me at the end of the hallway and going, Hey, did you hear? I said, hear what? They said, well, a, a, a plane went in, in the world trade center. And I said, "Now, nah. I said, you've got to be kidding. He said, no, they believed And actually it was first. They thought it was a bomb. I said, right. nah. I said, because I was working for a company when I was uh, working part time for JPA, and there was a bomb that went off on the in the um, the lower level in the parking garage. Right,
4: right, right. And I knew yeah.
0: someone in there when that happened, so I knew so there was minor yeah. damage. This was in what '97, I it? guess it
4: was. No, I think it was '95. No, yeah, it was '93. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, and I knew, and I knew, and the guy's name was Manny. And I knew him. I was on the phone because I was working for a company out of Pittsburgh at the time. And I, so I didn't think anything of it. So I made it upstairs the, the top floor of the building. And I hit the science wing. And I hear all these TVs on. And I'm going, wait a minute. There's something wrong. Because the science teachers never turn their TVs on.
4: <laughs> I hit
0: the front lobby. And it was my principal. And he goes, OK, what do you do? I said, what do you mean, what do I do? Okay. He goes, you're the TV guy. Tell me what to do. I said, stop. I don't know what happened. And he went through and explained everything to me. Called my wife on the phone, and she's sitting there, and she's telling me this, and we still talk about it. She's sitting there holding my son, rocking back and forth. She said, You need to come home now because she saw it happen live on TV. Right. And that was the scary thing. And I ran back to my room and I grabbed a VCR tape, shoved the thing into the thing, and started recording local news because I thought to myself someday this was going to be something. And the interesting part about it was, and I know you followed local politics, that when I hit Channel 4 and Sally Wigan was on, there was a voice that came over the airwaves, and I cringed when I heard it. (laughs) And it was former County Commissioner Sean Cavanaugh talking about being in the 911 center in Uniontown and hearing about the 911 distress call from the plane that went down in Shanksville.
3: Bill, I was just going to tell you that that at at one point the secretary's boyfriend called in and said – that there was one of the planes was in Fayette County airspace. Yep. And of course where I work is directly across the street from the Connellsville airport. Okay. And there was this, this panic in her voice. And I said, they are not aiming for the Connellsville airport.
4: No. Okay.
3: Whatever's going on. That's not, it. I said, Who, wh- wh-? they said, well, Sean Cavanaugh on the radio yeah. I said, well, for God's sake. <laughs> I said, well, that explains it. This, this is Alexander Haig when Reagan was shot and I'm in control here. I'm in charge here. Yeah. It was Sean Cavanaugh taking, grabbing the bull by the horns when it was really, you know, a goat. He typical Sean Kavanaugh.
0: That is that's really sad that our both of our stories end up lining up at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, I,
4: and
0: I and I talk about the airspace too and I said and and part of me and I know this is way off what we started about, with that saying right. I really think part of me is I don't know if they were looking at going to DC but think of the the impact would have happened if that plane would have crashed into the summit.
3: Oh my God!
0: And the people that would have seen it. Yeah. I mean, thank yeah. God for the people on the plane that actually re- that did what they did, and it landed right. in the middle of a field in Shanksville, and no one did right. see it come down. Right. But just think of the impact that would have happened to this area if that it, would I, have actually hit in the summit.
4: I, it, it was it.
3: Yeah. The 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 cynical part of me says. I, I, I'm sorry that it even happened anywhere in Pennsylvania because mm-hmm. now it's a Pittsburgh story, right? You know, if you want to tie the media into the whole thing, now it's a Pittsburgh story. Well, technically, but you know, it, right. it, that that it shouldn't be a Pittsburgh story. But the uh, um, but it, it, things like that, those, those kind of events, you and I, were at least you know, first thing I thought was radio,
4: yeah.
3: And and I, I tell the kids, you know, I went online because we did have dial up, you know, at work. <laughs> And I was able to, um, all of the, the stations, it took so long to download a picture in 2001. And, and all of the, the networks, like CNN had a website, but you couldn't mm-hmm. get on it. No. That, that, was, that was in the day when you, sometimes you just couldn't get on state because there was so much traffic. And I, I got on CNN's Japan's website, and they had a picture of the buildings with the smoke coming out of it. And I printed it out just to show the secretary what was going on because by the time I got it up and and printed, we'd lost the connection by then. It was a completely different time. So you relied on radio. You relied on television.
0: Well, and and in 2001, and this is alienating, maybe alienating audience. If not, it may be educating. But that was when online streaming just started for radio stations. Okay. And I knew WABC, whose tower was on top of the trade center that went down, Oh. That they had an online feed and I was trying to get that to share it with my students to tell them this is who, this is where it happened. This is what's going on as right. we had TV broadcast and kept repeating the same thing over and over again.
1: Right. We got
0: WABC very briefly because the station did go off the air, but for them, they kept still streaming because they were able to get the information out to the public that way. Now, right. again, like you said, Everybody, was, everybody and their brother was trying to get these glimpses of information, so the right. system kept crashing, but it gave you some information. Now, today, we, we're able to get on our smartphones. Oh, yeah. we're, we're, we, we are more informed today than we have been in any time in, 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 uh, in recent history. The only problem is now the audience is dumber right. because they believe everything they hear.
3: But the audience, the the, the the beauty and the the horror of the internet is that you can find anything. Yeah. So if if you believe that paper cuts are the reason that we're going to hell, you will find someone that agrees with you. Right. And so you so it it's a wonderful thing. The the information is there, but you have to be able to sort through it. And if it feeds into your own fears and your own beliefs, there's there's nothing you can do
0: about it. <laughs> But but then and then and, and, and I Ben Carson should be your education secretary, I mean really worried about certain things right now
3: well as, as long if he as long as he only handles biology <laughs> if if he only handles biology he, he apparently was a brilliant surgeon. I will yeah. take nothing away from him for being a brilliant surgeon. There are many other things I disagree with him on, there are many other things that I question his line of thought, but Again, would it be the first time we had someone in charge of education who didn't know anything about education? Uh,
0: that's very true, too. We um, have
3: local politicians that want to do things to our uh, education system, despite the fact that it's against the law, but they keep wanting to do it. Right. Certain big headed ones.
4: Hey, ben- <laughs> <laughs> that's a nice way to put it.
3: Uh-huh. I don't want any, yeah, I don't I don't know. anybody strangers showing up my door asking me questions. Yeah, I know you're talking.
0: Heck, I mentioned names. I <laughs> <laughs> Ben Carson being Surgeon General, I understand. Education, cool. I don't get. No. One thing and, and 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 let's take it to the, the, the political campaign. I don't want to go into candidates, but it has hit down and dirty. I mean, I have never seen a political campaign, especially on one side of the aisle, the Republican Party get so in the gutter when it comes to campaigning. And when I look at it, I made a realization today on my way home from work, and I'm thinking, I know why. Because the people that are managing these campaigns are millennials. They're the ones that grew up the Internet. They're the ones telling these guys... You gotta do everything in sound bites. You gotta do everything that's visual so we can put it online. You and I'm going, that's why the American public is flocking towards one candidate over the other, because he looks the part. And plus he's been on reality TV for the last ten years. So of course we know who he is because he has the most name recognition.
4: Right, right. It
3: it, it they, they take what worked yep. and they just make it simpler. And I'm not one of these guys that both sides do it, so it makes it okay or it yeah. makes it not okay. But mm-hmm. I think you would see more of this from the Democrats if there wasn't this foregone conclusion early on that it was going to be Hillary, right. whether well, it is I, or not. I, but, right. You, but and you know it's just, you can't talk. Don't talk about Trump. That's just giving him what he wants, which is publicity. But right. If you don't talk about him. There are people out there that just simply believe everything he says, and he. The, if he is proving P. T. Barnum beyond a,
4: mm-hmm. a,
3: a reasonable doubt, there's a sucker born every minute, and and all he has, like you said, he gets up there and he just says stuff. Yeah. And if people don't like it, he calls them stupid, and the, then and the people that do like it think he's being brave because he's calling other people stupid. And but the, the the good thing is, if you if 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 you sit down and you actually look at it, he's never gotten any more than like thirty percent of the Republican vote in a right. primary. So I don't think he can carry that through, and even if he does carry that through, I don't think that carries into the national election. But it's it's a circus, and it's a joke, and we brought it on ourselves.
0: Oh, exactly. <laughs> well, as, as I told my guest last week, and I mentioned it before, if he does get the nomination and say he does get in the White House, he will be <clears> the <throat> only thing that brings the Republican and the Democrat Party together – as they try to impeach him after his first year that's going to be the only thing these two parties have agreed yeah. on in the last eight years yeah
3: yeah it just, it, okay. i i I just can't see how it could happen. I really don't but again, I didn't think he, he would stick with it this far
0: no, my first either.
3: time he's ran and, and didn't think he would I, stick with it
0: I thought Jeb Bush was getting the nomination
3: you know I didn't want Jeb Bush to get the nomination I didn't either. um but then once he started running, I just felt bad for him mm-hmm. i don't he, he's not a national person no uh he he, florida seemed to be good local elections seemed to be good uh he's not a national type candidate it just it doesn't work i think rubio is the same way uh he he just doesn't come across well enough and and neither does cruz and maybe that's why trump another reason why trump's out there neither one of those two really stand out the the cruz and, and rubio they they're just there there. And, then and I, the, the only
0: one I and I think that stands out that would have stood out as level headed is uh Kasich out of Ohio.
3: Right, but we don't want level
0: headed. It's, it's too little too late.
3: No one wants level headed. They want no. um they want, what are you gonna do? I'm gonna build a wall. Okay, great. We we want a wall too. Does anybody <laughs> understand people can dig under a wall? No?
4: Okay. <laughs> or parachute
0: over. Right. Um but Kasich, he would he would have gotten the Western Pennsylvania vote without even thinking about it because he's from Pittsburgh. He was born yeah. and raised in the Keys Rocks.
3: But I have friends that live in Ohio that yeah. would vote him vote for him for president just to get him out of Ohio. I know I,
4: <laughs> I heard that too.
3: Yes, he in particular one who's a teacher yeah, who would be more than happy to have him no longer controlling education in Ohio. Yeah, his
0: education policy sucks, but. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But but then I realized, going, it depends on what you look at, because the president in, in this day and age really has no power over anything because no. it's the House and the Senate. So you've got pick your you got to pick the less of two evils or four evils or whatever you want to look at. Yeah. But right now, I, as much as I hate to say it, I can't see voting for any of them, no matter what side of the aisle it is.
3: No, and and, it, and that's where you wish there was a third-party candidate that yeah. made a, a, a legitimate claim. I mean, Gary Johnson's out there, but – and he'll get his votes, but he's not going to do it enough to. They, they won't even bring him to a debate.
4: My
0: first question is, how do you know who Gary Johnson is?
3: Well, I, 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 let me. I'll, okay, I'm going to back all the way up again here. I am not an expert in anything. Okay. But I have I have a good ability to scan and retain the the tips of, of a lot of a lot of stuff. Okay. So I may never have watched Seinfeld because I don't particularly care for that show. Mm-hmm. But if someone makes a pop reference from it, I know it. Right. I do a lot with the same thing with politics. I, I There's a political board that I, I, I'm a member of uh, online, you know, chat type stuff, posting and, and pictures and, and, and comments. And so I've heard the name over the last couple of election cycles. I You know, he's a, a true libertarian. Right. Um, but um, I don't know enough about him to say I would vote for him because. I would feel, and you should never feel this way, that I'd be wasting my vote.
4: Exactly. Well, the,
0: the thing is, is I didn't know who Gary Johnson was until probably within the last six months. Never heard of him. Oh. The only reason he came to attention to me is because he is the former governor of New Mexico. Oh, okay. I have family that live in New Mexico. When I ask him about Johnson, they won't respond to me. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like they don't want to get – and I guess – I mean the one I remember is Richardson who was, who sat on right. – uh, who ran for president, which right. they loved him. But when Johnson came in, I guess there was some things that happened that because he is so set in the libertarian process, he wasn't willing to negotiate. right? And that really set New Mexico in a downward spiral until the new governor came in and was able to correct it. But that's all I know, because that's what I was able to get from family conversations that actually lived in the state. They don't want to claim that they know him. <laughs> so. and,
3: that com- and that comes down to, again, e- even if as a third party candidate, no, either you don't know him or if you do know about him, you go, "Well, what would he possibly get done?" It'd be like Bernie Sanders. You know yeah. even if Bernie Sanders could win, who's going who in the House and Senate, like you said, they have the power, who's going to agree with him? Nobody. Nobody.. You know, free, free education is a wonderful idea. Not everybody should go to college, though. I knew plenty of people who went to college who never should have been in college. Right. It's 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 a fantastic thing if it's there for you. the the, the whole The whole college uh, university system in the United States is now nothing but a money making scheme, like everything else. It's so different than when we went uh, that I, I I'm, I'm very fortunate. My daughter graduates in May. She went to the the career technical center in connellsville she's going to graduate she's going to be able to start a job right when she graduates
0: you mean, so, she may be one of the last ones that graduates from there
3: but. that's a whole different issue that's a whole and, and i my my son is not going up there he's he's going to go through and he wants to go to college so
4: uh-huh
3: but the, the looking at the way that you know the loans and the, it, it's a big oh, business now everything's opinion. a big business yeah
4: and yeah. and
3: and, and I don't remember where I was headed with that, Take on oh, the God truth. I was in the right direction, I'm <laughs> sure. I tend um, to go off on tangents like that.
0: Hey, you and me both. That's why I still do this occasionally. Um, but, again, it goes back to the whole thing. What caused this mess? Now, again, dealing with the politics, not anywhere where we started at. But I'm just curious. The Republicans keep saying they're going to, if if for some reason Trump does get the nomination, can you see them running a third party, another candidate in another party?
3: I don't think they will.
0: Well, they, I think Constitution the, Party is the one they've been mentioning because they have access to the ballots across the fifty states. I, I mean, so who will there decide?
3: be a third party candidate? Probably. Will it do any damage to? Not. No, no, I don't. the The only way the only way there'd be damage done is if a uh, broker convention or something happens that Cruz or Rubio gets the nomination or or Kasich, and Trump runs as a third party, then you would have that split. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I don't see that happening. I, I just don't. I think we're going to be. It's damned if you do, damned if you don't. We're going to have two people like we always do, and it's going to be, you know, the lesser of two evils, which is still an evil, as they say. Yeah,
0: exactly right. I, I really right. don't. I really don't see there being a a winner in any of this, especially for the American public, because. I I just think we're in a bad situation. I think if Hillary would have ran and won successfully in 08, mm-hmm. she would have been better off. I think yes. the campaign she's running now and she has too much baggage that she's carrying, that there's a big trust issue right there right now.
4: Certainly, certainly.
0: And she yes. keeps blowing it off. No, there's no problem, this, that, and the other thing. What happens if, for some strange reason, she's indicted this summer? Can she right. still run for
1: office?
3: Well, I had this conversation where I said she's been under investigation for thirty some years now.
1: Yeah.
3: And they have nothing. And yeah, that makes you so, so the question is, is that it? Is, is she the Teflon like they said Reagan was, that nothing sticks to her, or is this just that or is it just that they keep digging hoping that someday they'll find something? Because I without getting into all of the investigations and all the facts and he oh, yeah. said she said, thirty years of it. Uh-huh. And we keep being told, one of these days, one of these days, she's going to get it. We're going to get her. She could be president, retired and dead <laughs> till they find something on her. Yeah. But to well, go back to what you said about her winning in 2008, I had a, a guy that worked for us uh, back in 2000 who was an extreme conservative. And yeah. I mean, the, it, just to the other side of uh, of uh, Attila the Hunt, he was out there. And I I told him in 2000 I said your best bet is to have a Democrat win the presidency, and he argued with me. I said you're not paying attention. We're due for something bad. We're due for a downturn. You know it's it's been you know the the economic boom that's been going on. Something's going to happen. Right. And you don't want a Republican in there taking that heat. Um, of course, Bush gets in. 9/11 happens. Recession happens. They lose the House and Senate. Obama gets elected in 08, You get Obamacare, and ta-da!
4: <laughs>
3: yeah, it took it took ten years, but that's how government works. Right, right. So, so a, a Democrat winning this time, whoever wins this time, I I don't think is going to be particularly successful with anything.
0: <laughs> well, I think I think whoever wins this time will be a one term. I don't yeah. think they'll have a second term.
3: Yeah, we're due for that too.
0: Yes. Well, sure. you look at history; the way it works out. I mean, it it and it does work that way because it works in cycles. Mm -hmm. Because you have two of one party, two of one party, one, and then back to the cycle of two, two, and one. Right. I mean, and and you can trace that all the way back. Um, I mean, if you want, you can probably go back to to, to, uh, um, Kennedy. But again, Kennedy was taken out of office way too soon. And then Johnson came in. And then then go Nixon two terms. Nixon was out. Ford came in to finish his term. Carter did one. Then you had two of Reagan, one of H.W., to right. Clinton, um, I guess the Bush thing really screwed that up. But he screwed lots yeah, no up.
3: no assassination attempt being elected yeah. in a year that ended in double zero. That's right.
0: <laughs> Maybe that's what nine eleven was. I don't know. Yeah, I don't uh, know.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think it, I think nine eleven killed his political career. I mean, and yeah. how he's going to be looked in history. But uh, was because he actually effective. had to do something? So it wasn't an effective president. Uh, the book's still out on that one.
3: My, when, when, my, my son and I just had this conversation because they're studying presidents right now in his history mm-hmm. class. and I said um, I was telling him about who I voted for over the years, and in 2000, I liked McCain. And okay. uh, of, course, of course, he didn't get the nomination. Bush did. But I didn't want another term with Gore Clinton, so I didn't right. vote for Bush in 2000. happens. We go into Afghanistan. We go into Iraq. And I said, you know, he pissed me off. So I voted for, uh, who you run against in 04? Kerry, Uh, Kerry, right. I voted for Kerry. So then 2008 rolls around, and it's Obama and it's McCain again. And as much as I could not stand Sarah Palin, I voted for McCain. And he said, Mm -hmm. why'd you do that? I said, because I owed him a vote from 2000. Right I said I, I, now, had he been elected, it could have been the worst thing that ever happened in two thousand and eight, mm-hmm. but if it was based only on my vote, I would have felt really bad about it but,
0: <laughs> but good thing the electoral college is there, right
3: right, exactly, so yeah. but I owed him that vote, and then in two thousand and twelve, there was no way I could vote for Romney. Romney was just too far out there, and right. I, if they'd have ran someone else, maybe, but it, it not that I was even enamored with with President Obama, it was just i they didn't give me an alternative. There was, you know, if if they said Obama's going to run for a third term now, I'd have to vote for him. I, well,
0: and you know what? I think a lot of people would feel the same way because at least you know what you're getting.
3: Right, exactly. Yeah, and, and I, mean, I like and him that, or hate him, it is what it is.
0: It is what it is. And as much as you hate it, you look, you you literally look at his presidency. He didn't do that much damage.
4: No, it was everybody
0: no. else that wouldn't work with each other. So. Right. Right. But again, again, it's just interesting to look at it, and of course, hindsight is twenty-twenty because we can talk about what happened and what didn't happen. But I think this one is a defining moment, honestly, um, for this country because we've never seen chaos like this.
3: No, at least look at Chicago tonight or last night. I guess it was. Oh, no. I
0: know. Yeah, no. at least in modern times that we've had a media, we haven't seen um, chaos like this.
3: Well, but, but think about it, and it's just slightly before our time.
0: You you would have been
3: just a baby, and I wasn't born yet. But you know, sixty eight. You know, in yeah. Chicago, when, oh, when yeah. there was the protests and the arrests and and, and mm-hmm. everything going on. So, I mean that was a whole term of time in the entire country. I don't know if we're quite that bad because we don't have the Vietnam War going on and 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 whatnot. And and, and in, in our country, you know, we're all against the war in Iraq, but everybody's forgotten that it's going on. You know, yes, three months out of the year. Yes, so I, so it's bad. It, again, I, I jump around. I always prefer to the summer of the shark. A few years back, there was some shark attacks off the coast. Yes. And there was, it, was, it was all over the news. And it was the whole news the whole summer. And the shark mm-hmm. attacks, the shark attacks. And it ended up that year, there were fewer people killed by sharks than the year before. Mm-hmm. But that was the summer of the shark because the media latched onto it. And that's the way it is. And that's and this gets into radio and television. They're latching onto this. It's chaos and it's it's madness and, and 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 it has to be us against them and and everything and and people buy into it and they get swept up into it and it's the it's a bright shiny light that keeps uh-huh. you from paying attention to all the other real stuff that's going on around you.
4: Well,
0: like uh, let's let's go back. Like you said, when I mentioned OJ in the beginning, that's when this all started because okay. we were enamored with a case and that changed the news cycle to twenty four seven.
3: And and my wife's been watching the the FX the special, you know, the, the special the series yeah. they did. And I kind of forgot that was on television. Yeah. Because, you know, I was working. <laughs> I didn't, yeah. I didn't necessarily see it, but it was on television all the time.
0: And I was doing talk for, for most of the time. And it was wonderful because I was doing talk for both stations, actually, because I, I left in between them, but it was wonderful because you had something to talk about. People yeah. would watch it in the morning and you'd go on in the afternoon and you would talk about it. Right. So, I mean, it was it was wonderful for a talk show host because we didn't talk politics, we talked O.J. Right, and then and then when 9/11 hit, which is where I think we all went to heck in a handbasket, is because we did go to a 24, 24 hour, seven day a week news cycle, 365 sure. days a year. And when eventually when there was no news, what did they end up doing? Making the news up because <laughs> they right. need people to watch. And that's that that started sarcastic. the scrolls. That's sort of the
3: scrolls across the bottom of the screen and, and look, everything
0: else. You look at shark attacks, the bot the snowstorm that was um last year that hit Boston, but it sure right. seemed like it hit all the East Coast. Right. It didn't hit us, but it, it just goes through and just watch what happens because it all depends on how much money how much money they can make and how much soap they can sell. Sure. And and that again goes back to that situation where we have changed in the media that has it become informative or has it become entertainment?
3: It, and I'd like to think that part of it is still informative, that there's that, that you can pick it, pick it out and you can make it – again, you can find whatever you want to find. So if if you can find the right stuff and you can actually get the information that's good um, – I don't mind the entertainment. I don't mind the, the fluff. You know, that's candy for your brain. Sometimes you have to. Right, stop worrying about the, worrying about the the heavy stuff and and complain about Kim Kardashian, <laughs> but but the the it's it's not what it was. Again, not, I'm an old man. It's not what it was when we were kids. You know, you watch the news at, at six o'clock and then at seven o'clock or six thirty, or you watch the national news, right. And you had three people telling you what was going on, and that was it, and you believed it.
0: Because, because that's all there was. Those, Because those three people, you had Dan Rather, or you had Walter Cronkite first, then Dan Rather, right. then you had um, Peter Jennings, and you had Tom Brokaw. Right. We that's, trusted those people because we didn't know any better.
3: And then when they went to 24-hour news, when CNN started, and then yep. when, when Fox News started, there was a general assumption in people our age, like, okay, this is news. It's right. true. It's right. And then you get a little bit older and you start watching, and you go, no, it's not. Yep. It's, it's It's manufactured, as you said mm-hmm. it's it they're just trying to make money. They don't care whether you know the truth, they just want to make money
0: well, and then that's the formed that change from someone sitting around at the desk reporting it to them bringing on so called experts to talk about what was going on in the news, right. My first question is, how do I become an expert? Because I can say the same things they are, and they're making more money than I am.
3: Exactly, it's the the expert on plane crashes. Wow, yes. that's very specific. What school did you go to? <laughs> yeah, where do you learn about that? For that, yeah, it's it's, it's and again, it, if you if if you get sucked into, there's so much out there, and there's so much wrong. You'll drive yourself crazy.
4: Oh yeah. oh, yeah.
3: So so good people, people who, who probably could look at these things and complain and try to do something to fix them go, I'm just cutting out. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I'm not. Well,
0: yeah, because it's less stress and you're not driving yourself crazy. Right. And it goes back to that whole thing where you hear people while well, you read it on Facebook. It's true. It's true. I said, yeah, and you've heard the quote from Abe Lincoln. Everything on the internet is true. <laughs> right. And i look at me and said, When did he say that? And I'm going, You seriously have to ask
4: me that question. <laughs> and, it's like,
3: and And that's why I, I, I go through these phases where I, I try to point out things that are, are you know blatantly wrong right. or clearly wrong. And then I go through phases where you go, It's not worth the argument.
0: <laughs> no, it's not.
3: If well, if someone believes it, then just let them believe it. It doesn't it's not going to change their mind.
0: Well, my new thing, my new thing now on Facebook is, is that someone will comment, I will comment, and then I won't post it. I'll I'll, I'll delete it and then I'll let it go. <laughs> at least you've got it out of your system. I don't need the flack coming back. At yeah. me. I, I've
3: lost many friends on Facebook over dumb political or religious or some other thing where. I'm having a discussion because I disagree and they're taking it very seriously because Mm -hmm. it is their belief and you can't challenge it. And like, so I don't do it anymore. I'd rather not fight about it. If you want to, you know, even if my, my thing is if, if, if you don't like Hillary Clinton or you don't like Donald Trump or you don't like Ben Carson, as long as you have a legitimate reason for it, fantastic. If it's something that was made up and isn't true. I might point out to you that that particular thing is not true. It's not going to change your mind, but you know she may not have skinned a cat in the White House. Right. You know that it, 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 that might be a lie. You cannot like her for some other reason. You know, but don't not like her because of made up stuff.
0: Don't like There's her no because for of that. hairstyle. At least you have something to go on.
3: Right. Exactly. You know, if she wears pantsuits, you're against yeah. that. Fine. I don't care well. you know, if you have a legitimate reason.
0: For a long time, people were post off stuff, and I would go to Snoop's and that and find out to discredit them. Right. And they would get mad at me and unfriend me because I was doing it. I'm going, but wait right. a minute. I don't want you to perpetuate this lie any further than it is already.
3: Exactly. You're just try uh, to educate, but they don't want to educate it. They no. want to believe.
0: Um, I I had the opportunity to, to be on this individual show twice, and we've talk, we have talked um, on occasion outside of this program, and that was Doug Hurth. I was
3: going to ask about him.
0: Yeah, Doug, Doug and I, when he found out what I did and he found out where I was doing it at, I, was, I, I always considered him a mentor because if I had any questions I could ask and it'd take him a while to get back to me, but at least he'd answer them. And he said something once. Um, a caller called into the program and asked him or, or, or made a comment about opinions changing. Mm-hmm. And the guy kept going on and on, and Doug goes, "But I can't change your opinion. You're the only one in control of changing your own opinion. I can give you information, right. so you can think about changing it. But I personally can't do it. So don't blame that on me when you op- change your opinion, because right. that's you flicking that switch, saying, okay, I didn't disagree. I di- I disagreed with it then. Now I agree with it.' Because don't give me all that responsibility. I'm just giving you the information to make a." reasonable and responsible choice or a decision about something but don't say that i'm the one that did it and that's the way i've always looked at this program and anything i've done i can give you the information i just can't tell you what to do with it
3: and i can't remember if it was him that said it because now i think it was now that you say this but but no that wasn't him never mind
4: <laughs>
3: but i can tell you who it was it was uh pen i was reading his book god know uh-huh. and 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 in one of the chapters, he he says something that that really struck me, which is the the best thing in the world is to know that you don't know something. Yes. To be able to admit that you don't know. And if you can say, I don't know, and you can learn, you'll get through life a lot easier. Yeah. And that's what I think Doug was saying was, I'll give you all the information you want. Yeah. Then it's up to you.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You have to decide what to do with it. And the, the bad thing about that is, is that is that – and he, he, he valued that philosophy from day one all the way up until he was off the air, and he alienated a lot of listeners because right. the listeners didn't want to take responsibility for their own opinion. They wanted right. to say someone gave it to me, Right. and that was what was really interesting about the whole, the whole situation because people don't want to take responsibility for their own actions or their own thoughts.
3: No, well, we have a person, a couple people running for president right now that are like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then, and then you, talk to, you talk to someone, and you go, I want your opinion, and they look at you and going, what do you want me to say? No, 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 no. I want your opinion so we can actually have a conversation, and we may not agree with each other, but at least I know what side of the fence you're standing on. Exactly. And we may agree. We may disagree. We may somewhat agree, but whatever it is, I want to know what the opinion is. And the sad thing is, a lot of people out there only know what people are telling them to think and say. Sure. Look at the rallies that you're hearing about now. I mean, these people don't want to take responsibility for their own thoughts.
4: No, no, it's,
3: it's it's all talking points and and whatever was in the echo chamber. And again, they can find anything to support their their own beliefs, and that's all they need.
4: Yeah, and
0: and and I don't know what that means for us as a country or is this a phase that we're going through i mean you and i both live in a county where a lot of people here will not make their own opinion until someone tells them what it is
3: correct well i was in high school studying history i loved history and i used to say back then you know late 70s early 80s 200 years is a long time for a country mm-hmm. to stay together yes in history uh, the Romans were 500 some odd years. So that's, that's, you know, a good long time, 200 years, is a long time. So now we're, you know, by the time we're gone, it'll be 300 years. Right. Can we make it that far?
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> and, and to tie it back to nine 11, like I said, my wife was pregnant with my, our son at the time. And, and we were laying in bed watching the television. And I said, what are we bringing <laughs> another mm-hmm. person into this world? Yeah. into? Yeah. You know, what's going to, what, what's going to happen in his lifetime. And uh, I just, you know, it's, it's, I suppose all parents have the feeling that at some point their kids will make it better. Right. You know, I, I don't think our generation has yet, but, you know, maybe
4: our kids will.
0: <laughs> I, I don't know. I hope, I hope, I honestly hope, and I, and I I become an optimist on this, that we do see change and we see change for the better. It may not be political but just to get along with your next-door neighbor i yeah. mean the the, the infighting in that we're having in local communities the name calling and how this has become appropriate just it just baffles me and that we can we can we can argue with or or we can dislike someone because we don't like what their belief system is or what they look like and i'm going wait a minute this isn't what it was like when i was growing up I mean, right. I don't remember it being this bad.
3: No, I I don't think. And it, and then on top of that, if you don't like them, you can just shoot them now.
0: Oh well, uh, yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah, it's, okay.
3: and it's, it's not. That's not anti-gun. I, I no. don't care if you have a gun. I don't. I believe it's your right to own a gun. I just wish that people weren't so stupid. Yeah. You know that that's the easy way to end an argument is to shoot somebody or to get back at someone or to right. get what I'm, you think I'm is yours. I'm getting
0: even because they said something about what I look like, what I drive, or what I wear right and i'm going and you're taking someone's life because of right. that comment sure
4: yeah.
0: that Seems is to not the thing what, to do. that is not what the forefathers thought of when they were talking about the second amendment right no it had nothing to do with that but again that's another topic for another time and i don't want to open up that can of worms
3: <laughs> yeah but. i think i think they'd be pleasant i think they would be uh, shocked at the witchcraft of us talking over a wireless uh, phone
4: <laughs> and <laughs> Well, you're right. You you, yeah. you
0: are because this would have never been it. Oh heck, look at radio.
4: Oh, in the
0: 1920s, they—I mean—mass communications, broadcasting over a large area—they would have never included this in freedom of speech.
3: I'll take I'll take this full circle on two points. Yeah, we talking about getting into radio and, and and all the things that I went through. I I'm not that old. Yeah, I'm 40. I'll be 47 this year, and.
0: i remember when i was 47
3: and i've seen it go from three channels and and we still had a black and white we had a color television and a black and white television Uh to what we have now with the internet and streaming video and i can watch whatever i want on my phone and i'm not that old you know That's within my lifetime we got cable when i was 11 or 12 and we had 30 channels or whatever it was with a little set box on top of the television and now i can watch the same shows I watched then I could find on online on YouTube or on mm-hmm. crackle or mm-hmm. or hulu you know and, and it's all in front of me. I can just call it up my phone anywhere i am and it's It's amazing and you think about people who were born you know before cars
4: you oh, know, and yeah. they saw
3: cars, airplanes all the way through you know the space the space race and you go you can't even process what's going to happen over the next twenty years or the next no. thirty years
0: my my father in law is ninety hmm and when the iPod was introduced and I'm talking I'm talking the first generation second generation iPod
4: right
0: and one of my nieces one of his granddaughters got one for Christmas and he goes what is that and she's <laughs> explaining to him I can put so many songs on here I can do this and I do that and I looked at him and I said isn't that amazing Bill he goes yeah he goes he, has, he still has a Victrola in his living room that still works. And this was 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. He says, I've seen music go from this size, from 33s or from 78s to 33s to 45s, right. Right. to reel-to-reel, to 8-track, to cassette, to CD,
4: hmm.
0: now to a digital format. And he goes, and where's it going to go next? Yeah. And I mean, and this was 15 years ago. And this man is 90, and he's lived. He's seen every change in that. Not only that, but he saw when TV was introduced in the 1940s. Sure.
4: Right.
0: He remembers when his parents got the first TV set, yeah. and going through that from black and white to color to cable to having multiple sets in the home to having a computer in the house. He right. was one of the first adopters that I know in his business that he ran that he had computers because it was doing his inventory. right? I mean, so, yeah, pull a 90-year-old in, an 85-year-old, and say, talk to me about what you've been through because for us, that's what the next 40 years is going to be like.
3: And I tease my parents about the same thing because, again, like, we had a color TV and a black-and-white TV. My mother remembers when they got their first color television. She, I'm not going to tell old she'll be, but not quite 85. And uh, now they have two computers downstairs Mm -hmm. um, one for my mom one for my dad my mom has another one upstairs so if she gets up in the middle of the night she doesn't have to come downstairs she has a laptop and they both have an iPad right and I go what happened (laughs) Mm-hmm. What you know, what happened to? We had to watch what you wanted to watch because we only had one television. <laughs> and spin. we didn't
0: have remote control. That's why we had kids.
3: Exactly. <laughs> Turn the channel. Get me my cigarettes. That was the two things we were responsible for.
0: <laughs> that's exactly right.
4: Come downstairs and do that.
0: Yeah, but but again, it, it's amazing, and and for you and I, when we got into the industry, if you look at it and think about it, the industry was still relatively young. Mm, true.
2: That's the true. only bad
0: thing about it is it matured so much and changed so much in the last twenty years that it ended up putting us out of business per se.
3: Yeah, it was the result of that whole eighties, uh, nineties uh, consolidation.
0: The, um, the telecommunications, the eighty six, yes, that's what exactly what did it.
3: and and, and that that was it. And then there was the big ones went out, the little ones, and you ended up with what you have now, which is just homogenous. You know, one station plays this, one station plays that, one station plays this, and that's it. That's all you get.
4: And And they're all owned by
3: the same
0: company. They're all owned by the same company. Now, looking ahead 10 years, do you still see the Internet playing a strong part in that? Do you see the Internet dominating that? Or is the Internet going to be a non-factor in it?
3: Well, that comes back to our politics. will, Will net neutrality stand? Okay. will will the will Google you know I, I, as of now Google is and and those entities are preparing to where they can stream television themselves right yeah you, know, you won't need cable no. so but the cables what comes into your house, so you have to use those lines, so who's gonna control that?
4: Mm-hmm. you
3: know there's Armstrong sets a limit on when I have uh what I can use downloadable and uploadable you know uh, for my internet and with you know our sons ps4 and everybody's phones and who's watching you you hulu and who's watching youtube you know there's a limit you know you pay you can pay and have you know more but there's a limit and if everything's on the internet what's going to happen they're going to make their money one way or the other right it's it's not so the internet is going it's not going away
4: no, you know, not- unless there's a
3: solar unless there's a solar flare and we lose our electronics, and then <laughs> half the, half the population will just run into walls because they won't know what to do with themselves. People who can't read maps, people who can't you don't know, don't know how to go to the library and look right. something up. You know, or,
0: yeah, or yeah. Um, it, it, you mentioned you mentioned phones, and I got my first cell phone in 1992.
3: Oh, okay. And it
0: was a brick phone. Yeah, uh, or not a brick. I'm sorry. It was a bag phone. I could have gotten the brick or the bag. And a lot, and part of me wishes I would have kept it because it would be a great piece to put it in the local museum <laughs>
4: sure. for what I
0: had. And it, the technology was so new that we couldn't afford to use them, but we had them, right? Because minute costs were amazing. Oh, it was and ridiculous! I, recently, I had to call Verizon. They said you've been a customer since 1992, and the customer service are going. You've been a customer longer than I've been born. Than I've been alive. And you're going, Thank you very much. I feel really old right now. Um, but did you ever think that every individual would have their own phone number?
3: Well, I mean, you remember that dial- I grew up in Scottsdale.
4: The road I wanted phone? to call,
3: if I, well, not only that, but if I wanted to call Uniontown, it was a long-distance phone call. Yeah. And it cost you know money to talk call twenty miles away. Right. Hey was free, but Uniontown cost money another ten miles right now i i I called you for my cell phone in case the, i didn't want the battery to die on my my house phone, which I still have a house phone but it, it, i could i can dial anywhere in the world on this thing
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. well, I recently cut i recently um switched from the local phone company and went cable and i didn't realize that when I went cable phone i had Unlimited calls nationally. Wow! Oh. And I'm going. Wow, that's really cool. Now I can call people that I haven't talked to in years because I couldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't buy a, a long distance plan.
4: That's <laughs> right. I didn't know I could do
0: that. <laughs> that's really cool.
4: Exactly. It, it,
3: it's ama- It's just amazing. Again, the technology has outgrown us, <laughs>
4: well,
3: and and and, and we, we appreciate it because we saw it happen. Yeah. and our kids didn't. They grew. No, they kids, were born into it.
0: To them, they think it's it's been there all along. Right. And and when you try to talk to kids and explain to them, no, this is the way they had it. They look like you have three heads, right? And you're and you're spitting fire out of your mouth because it's like no 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 no. The world start the world started the day after I or the day I was born. Nothing else exactly. had happened before that.
3: Exactly. Because that's that's why people, I like. Well,
0: that's why I like
3: history too. That's oh, why I, I like it because yeah. you you have to appreciate what what people went through to get you to where you are. Hmm. Whether it's family history or national history, you have to appreciate that and see the changes so you can appreciate it. Like when if we go out to eat and and the kids can't get a signal on their phone for whatever reason, <laughs> and I look at them and go, Oh, yeah, you know, I wasn't even allowed to bring a comic book in when we, if if we went out to eat to have something <laughs> to do. I sat there, so sit there, you know. Which is why they don't like me sometimes.
4: <laughs> well,
0: I have the same issue too. We go, we were at a, a family gathering um, this past weekend, and everybody at the gathering had their phones out, looking at Facebook, looking mm-hmm. at Snapchat, looking at Twitter, and we we're all in the same room together. And someone made the comment going this is really sad. We all got together to <laughs> be with each other, and we're still not with each other.
3: Uh, yeah, and it
0: that's... was like the adults were just anyway, the kids, were, some of the kids were adults too, but we were just as bad as the, the 16, 17, 18 year olds that were looking at theirs and we're 40, 45, 50, 55, and we're just as bad. So We want to be I,
3: connected. I, I,
0: I guess that's it. I mean, I did something that Everybody said, there's no way you could do it because you're so hooked to it. I went back to a flip phone mm. last year. Yeah, I, I said, that's it. I'm done. I'm disconnecting from the world. I'm going to a flip phone. If you need me, you can reach me. If it was up to me, I would have went back to a pager, but I couldn't find the one I had 20 years ago. plus, It right. worked. But yeah, I went to a flip phone, and I'm going, hey, I'm not as stressed as I used to be because I don't have to go look for this stuff. Yeah. Yep. I don't need to know what my neighbor's doing. I don't need to know what my family member's doing. <laughs> I just need to worry about what I'm doing. <laughs> there, there's
3: a certain amount of freedom the days that I forget my phone when I yeah. leave the house. And you go, oh, well, I guess I'll live. And you yep. just, you just well, go. Well, think
0: about it. We, we lived without him for how many years?
3: Oh, well, we got ours. I bought them for, um, it was Christmas of 97. Mm. Uh, we, we got married in October of 96. Uh, my wife got pregnant the following year, so she was due in 98. And so it was Christmas of 97 that I bought our first two flip phones. Uh, or, or they, It wasn't a flip phone. It was almost like the brick, but it was the smaller one with the amber numbers, and that's all it was.
0: Was that and the Nokia one that they had at the time? I,
3: I, I think that's what it was. Because it I had was,
0: one of those too. <laughs> yeah, it
3: was an emergency thing. You know, Heaven yeah. forbid anything could happen because I was doing sales and I was um, doing deliveries. So I was out right. and around. Just in case anything would ever happen, we have, so we, you know, we've had them for damn near twenty years now. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we've had cell phones and been in touch with each other, and it was. It's, and then, I'm with you. I would still have my flip phone if it hadn't been left out in the rain one day. <laughs> and then I got a smartphone, and then and again, I love the technology, and I and I love the connectedness, and I'm just as guilty of it as kids are. I, I like being able to say, you know, make a comment on something immediately. And right. I said the, the internet is designed to feed my need to get this out you know right. i want to entertain people here you go, there you go. Right. i entertained you whoever read it you're be laughing at me be funny
0: and that's it so before i let you go tonight because we're almost doing this for two hours and it doesn't seem like that <laughs> um have you thought about doing something online again on a regular basis
3: i i, I debated every now and again and again it would just be a matter of time It'd be, you know when would i do it and did it, it is it it, when i when jeff and i did the one i had started it and then i asked jeff to come on board with me Uh it was if my schedule worked out that i could do it on a wednesday and it was it was good um my schedules aren't always as good these days so sometimes it's hard to say okay i'm going to do it this day but it's the internet you can do it whenever right but i did see the 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 other the other site that was the radio radio um the one that you can play music on
0: oh radionomy
3: Radionomy. I I yeah. looked at that. I saw you share the link and I looked at it, and I, and I said, "Now that, if I could program a, a theme and do something like that where I could program and upload it, let it go,. Right. I, could, I might be able to do something like that.
0: I've actually have been playing around with it, and depending on what happens with licensing rights, because they're covering all the costs, supposedly, Right. It's going to be a really neat thing. However, they're, they're, actually, there's a lawsuit that's been filed against them. Sony no. being one of them. Yeah, go figure. <laughs> Sony's one of them that has filed it. And last week, when it came to light, the site went down, and everybody that invested all this time, no money, but time, mm-hmm. right. started panicking. Well, within 24 hours of it was back up again, they blamed it on a computer glitch, and they're still proceeding forward. And again, it's a nice concept because, mm-hmm. like you, um part of me is still like because i'm still an oldies dj if you want to break it down to how i started right. um it would be nice to be able to do that again and it would be nice to be it would be nice to be the online version of arnie amber but anyhow right. arnie
3: <laughs> good old arnie i still see him at the car shows
0: <laughs> he he keeps seeing me because. Just Bill, you know you need to bring the bug to the car show. I said, I know, Arnie. I just don't have time to get it there. I have a 73 Beetle. So oh,
4: okay.
0: I just can't get it there, that's all.
4: Yeah. But,
0: uh, but again, it it's just I, – I think it's a great concept, and it gives a lot of guys, guys like us the ability to relive that, that, that period of time um, to give us that control again to program something that reflects our likes and dislikes so the rest of the world can actually pay attention to it.
3: Which is why, you know, I, I used to tweet out a, a midday musical interlude every day to the mm-hmm. song. Sometimes it was a song that popped in my head. Sometimes I would do a theme where it would be a different thing every day. And then this year I started doing it just as a blog so I could put a little information on it. So like this week was songs that uh, artists released after they left their group, like uh, Diana Ross, yeah. uh, John Lennon, Paul Simon. And, and again, it, it it entertains me and it gets that creativity out. And then I spread, then I just throw it out in the internet, I just throw it out there. If you like it, great. If you don't like it, well, there's a billion other things you can go look at. <laughs>
4: exactly right.
3: That, that'll entertain you. So something like that, I would do. I don't know that I would do another talk type show like I did uh, before, um, because inevitably it leads to an argument. <laughs> you well, know, if if I did this with you, you know, once a week, sooner or later we'd argue about something. <laughs>
0: I, uh, I, that's why my guests rotate on a regular basis. Just
4: keep them moving. Keep them moving. Right. <laughs>
0: Um, I, I, I did it whenever I left in the last radio station job I did before 2006. And actually I left WJPA to be able to do this out of my house because it was either one or the other. I couldn't do both. And I saw the internet being the way to go. I did online programming for almost five years and then bowed out, went back to WMBS with the cooking show that we did, did, did TV and did radio. Mm-hmm. And then that ended in 2014. And last year I've been dealing with a lot of TV stuff, not only with what I'm doing producing or directing wise, but my students were doing. And this past um, November, I did the first TV program. It's called, it, was, it was called A Conversation with Bill Alexander that I was right. interviewing local people. Right. But my problem was the people did not want to be on TV. Uh, because they didn't want to see themselves. Right. Oh, we'll do it. We'll do it if we're on the radio. And I'm going. But that's not what I want to do. I want to do TV because I can show video clips. I can show everything that you did. And right. I was getting a lot of resistance from it. So we did the one program. Went really well. And for a month, I was returning phone calls for people that would agree to doing the program because when they heard my name, they thought it was audio. It was radio only. Right. And they wouldn't do it. So I figured I go, I went to my wife and I said, you know what? I got to make this work. I said, I, I made all these connections again. I got to do something. And I said, you know what? It's been 10 years since I started the show online. Let's pick it back up where I left off. And I did. And amazingly enough, not all of them came back, but most of the audience came back. That's great. And the downloads and everything else. And plus now the people that were resistant to doing interviews on TV, they've been willing to do them this way. Oh, fantastic. And I'm going, okay, I may not be able to get them on TV, but at least I'm getting the story out there, and we can share it, and then they can share it on their website, their blog post, whatever it is, and then it just keeps it going again. So, I mean, I'm I'm fulfilling half of what I intended on doing. Unfortunately, (laughs) I just can't get the video aspect out there, so – but that's all at due time, I guess.
3: The the bug that makes me – even consider it is I listen to a lot of podcasts now, which I never did before. Yeah. It, it's, it's only been within the last four years that I really started yeah. listening to podcasts. And I, as I mentioned, Kevin Smith is, is my, uh, he is my mentor, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, I, but, but for a few changes in my life, I would be the fat bearded guy making movies. And I listen to many of his podcasts and I go, you know, what a, what a great gig He right. sits around, he talks to people he likes and and he throws it out there and uh, you yeah, know, get a sponsorship, and then he uses the, you know, he does it for fun and for sponsorship and to keep his brand out there. Right. And I listen to that stuff and go, well, you know, that's the kind of stuff I was doing with my friends. We just weren't recording it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. We were just yeah. sitting around the dorm room, uh, BSing, and and just to back up there, I've only cursed once in two hours because <laughs> this is radio, and that that switch clicked. Right, and so it, it it's like don't say anything you're not supposed to say, even though I could. It, it
4: oh, you can some, say, yeah, uh, exactly.
3: But uh, but we sit around and BS and we create you know stories and have fun and, and for an hour or so. And you know, had we recorded all that stuff back again, our ideas were ahead of the technology. Oh yes. And and the technology now ahead of our ideas.
0: <laughs> and, and and the other bad thing about it, and and you and you touched on this earlier, is that there's a lot that we could do. The only problem is we're up against the clock on everything we do. Sure. And time is so valuable. I mean, for goodness sake, within, within what, 24, 26 hours, we change the clocks. Yeah. And we lose an hour, yeah. which is an antiquated system. Why we still do, I don't know. But, well, you know. again, it, it's time. It 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 is time. Yeah. And it's just a shame that we are so we are our lives are so dictated by a clock, but when you have kids and you have a family, that's what you have to do to be able to keep everything, every plate in the air and every ball juggling. Because if you don't, you lose your sanity.
3: And and even doing this, my wife went to bed, she closed the door. My son <laughs> went to bed, he closed the door. My wife, my, my my daughter and her boyfriend are here, and he's getting ready. To, he he's going to sleep all on the couch tonight, and and they're they're just they're just sitting there looking at their watches going. You know, you're Not still yet. talking.
4: You're still, <laughs> well, you're
0: still that's why I do my talking. show when I do is because everybody goes to bed or they go to their different room in the house, and I yeah. can sit and talk for an hour or I two hours, my, as in this I case. told my
3: wife, I said, there was a time when you would have stayed up and listened to this. She said, yes, there yeah. was. <laughs> yes.
4: <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: As my wife says that, and I said, yeah, that's the day, the, when the ring went on the finger is the day you stopped listening. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. She's heard She's heard it all already. Oh, yeah, exactly. You I didn't say anything tonight she's never heard. <laughs> yeah. You can only tell the same story so many times. So, Glenn, I appreciate it. And, um, again, we've crossed each other's path, never actually sat and talked. Nope. Two hours went by, or yeah, two hours went by real quick. I really appreciate it, and hey, maybe sometime we can do this again.
3: Thank, thank you for having me anytime. If it if it's just uh, an hour or two of BS, and I'm I'm your guy,
0: uh, sounds right. And and we may delve into more politics here, um, as we see what happens down the road. Certainly, just let me know. Okay, Glenn, thank you very much. I really appreciate it tonight. Thank you, Bill. Appreciate it. Thanks. Talk to you later. Glenn Heller, uh, formally, you could go through the list of the stations in La Trobe and Ligner and PQR uh, and uh, WASP-FM and everything else and all around nice guy. Glenn, appreciate it again. Um, enjoyed it tonight. Uh, didn't intend to go two hours, but again, time flies when you're having fun. Hey, don't forget to join me next Saturday night. Programming change due to my schedule, which I apologize for that as I'll be talking to former WMBS radio personality and college teacher at Wyoming College, um, Joe Simon, who will be joining me via the telephone line as he's calling in from uh, Wyoming next week. We've tried to do his program twice, and we've had technical difficulties both times. Hopefully, hopefully, we'll be able to get Joe on next week and talk about his days at WMBS and Clarion University and, and uh, share some stories with him too about local radio in uh, western Pennsylvania because he used to work at WANB, I found out when I talked to him uh, last time. Unfortunately, you didn't hear it, but we were we were able to talk about that. So anyway, that's going to wrap up a Hootenanny for tonight. Uh, if you like the show, tell a friend. If not, it was a bad figment of your imagination, and I'll see you next week. Here online with yours truly, Bill Alexander, remember the phone number, jot it down, 724 444 Seven four 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 one eight three two is the Talkcast ID number. I am out of here, everybody. You have a great and safe weekend, and we'll talk to you next Saturday night here online with yours truly, Bill Alexander.
1: You've just gone online, online. with Bill Alexander. For more information and to download this program as a podcast,
4: go to onlinewithbillalexander.com.
1: Online with Bill Alexander is a million-dollar baby production
4: in association with TalkShoe.com.
2: Rumkey is hiring CDL drivers age 19 and up, and drivers are paid based on experience. Rumpke CDL drivers earn $1,000
3: to $1,300 per week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible in their first year. Rumpke drivers are home daily, work in a recession-resistant industry, receive great benefits
0: and performance incentives. Start a lucrative career and apply now at rumpkecareers.com.
1: Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. If you've been a renter, you know it's stressful to find the perfect place. But Zillow Rentals make it easy. They have filters for pretty much everything, so you can find a rental that's big enough for entertaining your friends, but small enough they won't crash all weekend. Find your sweet spot on ZillowRentals.com.
3: Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that...